You would think at this point I would have some clue as to what is going next. I do not. I have no idea. Hey everybody, this is Randy, and we made it. We made it to Cheesecake Factory. It was a long drive, it was a two hour drive. We had to stop along the way, but we're here. Jeremiah's inside, he's grabbing us a table. Man, I am excited about today's episode, and oh, hey, actually it looks like he is coming out right now. Oh man, it was like an hour and a half. What? It's gonna be like an hour and a half. Just to get a table? Just to get a table right now. They're so packed in there. I mean, it is Cheesecake Factory. Okay, yeah. Always right. um, Name uh, a time they're not packed. Exactly. Okay. We do have two hours, you? though, to do something, I guess. We're just, just going to hang out? What are we doing? I mean, there's a bunch of stuff around. we got Fear Bradley, Lululemon. We'll find something to do. It'll be fun. Yes, all those sound exciting. <laughs> Gosh, no, we'll, we'll find it. we'll find something. Why didn't else. we think of this? We'll find something. We else. should have thought of this. Uh, okay, well, we should have made a reservation. Today's episode, uh, it's gonna be. We've got Caleb coming back. Yeah, Caleb, old Caleb Westbrook from the Dune. Yes, from the Dune episode. Yeah, way back when. Uh, lots of good insight. Uh, we're here with his cheesecake movie. Uh, what's his cheesecake? Uh, movie? It was Room, wasn't it? Room. Yeah, it's Room. We're gonna get heavy today. Yeah, no more funny stuff. No, no more. This is it. <laughs> I think from here on out. Yeah. From here on out. We're, only we're only stuff to make you cry. Guaranteed. There you go. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guaranteeing it right I'm now. in room for sure, but I don't know about the others. <laughs> Look, if if mine, if mine, my surprise, you know it's already coming, doesn't make you cry. It's true. Then I question your emotions <laughs> yeah. as a human being on this planet. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll guarantee it. <laughs> okay well cool uh yeah we've got caleb with room we hope you enjoy the episode we're gonna figure out what we're gonna do for yeah, the next we'll f- hour we'll and a half something. i guess it's uh, gonna be fun but we're getting don't worry we're getting we're going to cheesecake factory i see fabletics over this, there this is the cheesecake festival after all so you know obviously it's gotta happen so <laughs> all right uh but we're gonna it's gonna be a little detour it's gonna be a little adventure it's gonna be a good time who Woo! knows what's gonna happen who I knows don't, i genuinely do not i i All right, enjoy. It's going to be interesting to look at you through my mic stand the whole time. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. I just don't look at him. (laughs) I know what you look like. Just a disembodied voice. Mm. (laughs) Who talks about the same things I talk about? We have fun, but it's always but it's is always wrong. So have to <laughs> Crazy how that works. Yeah. So we've we've noticed a trend. Well, I mean, this has been a trend for a while, but where I just don't like Marvel movies, <laughs> <laughs> and we keep we keep talking about them on our podcast. Mm. And so we were talking. People today like about when how, we talk about them. Well, yeah, because people like them. But I don't know if they <laughs> well, particularly care people, people for like, my take on it. People yeah. like mentioning them to me about they listened to it or are we going to do the next Marvel movie. Yeah. That seems that's to the be ones the only ones people ask. That's the ones they're going to see. We're yeah. seeing the ones that we have to drive two hours away. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, I imagine uh, 
<laughs> come on, come on is not going to get the most <laughs> yeah. most listens. Compared to Where did we watch that? Oh, that was on the app. Yeah, we did. The A24 wonderful A24 app. app. Thanks again, but Oh, boys. there's an A24 app. Yeah, they release their movies on the app for they have a, uh, like one a, time only. Like a screening app. Oh, yeah. Nice. And it, you live tune in. Wow. And they play it for That's you. Fancy. Only in that app. And they do a little intro and outro thingy. And most like of the time. Like a post-credit scene? Like, no, like it's Marvel? like a, it's like a, no, God. <laughs> uh, well, it's not, it's, it's not necessarily an interview, but it has been. There was, yeah, the come on, come on one, the kid was like saying hi and talking. And then at the end they interviewed him. The f- one we watched for lamb was like this creepy couple <laughs> in New <laughs> Zealand that raised sheep and had nothing to do with anything with the movie other than they raised sheep. Other than. And they had this weird vibe. Whoever directed it. <laughs> thinking that they were the third one up after, like, Robert Eggers and Ari yeah. Aster. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, for real. They thought, and they were wrong. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh-uh. It was I mean, a, it if was we're going to rank the three of them, n- yes, they no, are the third one. <laughs> yes. They're de- they definitely belong at the podium, I guess, but they're definitely the I've, last one. It felt a little bit more like they really wanted to be... That's what I I haven't watched. It was, but that's just what I assumed from the trailer. Yeah, but I just felt like it it wasn't either of them. It could have been. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and we saw ways that it could have been. He got close. Like he didn't. He didn't hit the bullseye, but he hit like I don't know the outer ring or near the outer ring. He 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 got the dart on the board. Was he able to do like what he wanted to do, or did it feel like I don't know? He, it I'll felt be like honest, maybe he really couldn't sure do what he wanted to do. I, I mean, I don't think it. It didn't feel like there was any like buddy making it so he couldn't do what he wanted. Yeah, but yeah, but it just didn't feel very complete. Or, right. or but more I think that was picked to do was just he like did, why did he pick that? He didn't writing. fully realize like his idea. Yeah, there's just it could have been weirder. <laughs> I mean, did you listen to that episode of our podcast? No. Okay, well then, I was gonna say I say all this already. <laughs> <laughs> Put our thoughts out there so we don't have to tell you again. I I really hate <laughs> repeating myself. <laughs> I haven't listened to episodes of movies that I haven't seen. That's probably a good call. <laughs> Unless you don't care about seeing the movie, then maybe you should listen to it, and then you might want to see the movie. That's true. I watch or I listened to the Free Guy episode and it made me want to watch Free Guy mm-hmm. because <laughs> really? I did not want to watch it yeah. beforehand. <laughs> because but we didn't talk about it yeah, much it and you're like, like, well, now I want to know what see, it's actually yeah. about. Let me see those that axe hit the servers or whatever mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> uh, oh, the Marvel thing we were talking about. Um, we were talking today about how the next Marvel episode should just be me by myself. <laughs> Uh, trying to figure out something. Just, to, to just ranting it. about how <laughs> the movie sucked. <laughs> um, what even is the next Marvel movie? I have no who idea. Knows. Uh, I actually, I, uh, Thor. Ah, uh, yes, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's the next one. Well, it's it's Taika, so maybe you it's won't Taika. have to rant the here's, whole time. Here's my thing. Maybe you'll have like two or three I, things to talk about. I told Robbie this the other day. I said, Robbie, I miss old Taika. <laughs> he <laughs> sold said, out or something. <laughs> I don't know if he sold out, but I think. He's lost a bit of his soul. I think Disney's <laughs> taken a bite out of him. But he's like in everything now. Yeah. And he's like famous for just being himself, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think most people just know him because he's he's pretty witty and he's yeah. funny. And those are all true things. But he's also very creative. He's a very good storyteller. Oh, yeah. And 
he does his he does a really good job within the confines of that like Disney and Marvel have set for him. But I just like seeing him when he's just on his own. Like I really yeah. like. Uh, we his, need another movie where it's just him doing like Hunt for the Wilder People. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah. Not that's, just that's what Thor I want Funny big stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Mandalorian episodes. Yeah, or just anything Star Wars. He's pretty much in coming into the Star Wars stuff, which is fine. But yeah, I don't know if those days are behind us or not, because <laughs> like he's probably making a lot of money now. Yeah. So. And I mean, I, I don't blame him. Yeah. I would think as soon as he slows down again, the yeah, next maybe. thing that comes out is going to be like, there it is. Are they doing any? They're not doing any movies for Star Wars soon, are they? Is it just shows? <laughs> the last thing I heard was someone asked Ryan Johnson about his trilogy, and he said that he cut, was still right? working on it. Oh, I thought it got cut. That's what everyone thought because they went dark about it. But okay. Ryan Johnson said that he's, he's still, still writing it and stuff. Yeah. So I think Disney's like, hey, people love these shows. Yeah. And Disney Plus is like their biggest thing right now. So And movies are not making a lot of money, so I don't think Disney's super concerned with Going back to the theater, yeah. The only thing that people are going to see is Marvel movies. I mean, I was like, yeah, <laughs> so you say Disney's that, still putting out Marvel movies, but everything else the is like, movies, there's yeah. not a lot, you know. So and kids movies and their Marvel movies are still banking like a billion. Lightyear, yeah, like Lightyear. What that's called? Lightyear, the Bob's Burgers movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're going to have a good time at that one, but I don't really watch Bob's Burgers at all. But. I think I watched most of the first season. Oh yeah, and that was it. I who the guy who plays the dad who plays Bob. Yeah. I like him <laughs> in other things as well. Isn't he Archer? Yeah. Yeah. I liked I Archer. Know. Archer got a little bit obnoxious for me, but I did like it for a time. Jesse Reed was a really big uh Archer fan. Yeah. But I've never uh I just didn't watch many shows like that whenever they were coming out. Like Family Guy and American Dad, Archer, mm. stuff like that. Archer strikes me as more of like a Rick and Morty as far as like the it's still it's not quite as intelligent I guess as Rick and Morty is no you have to have a 900 IQ no not like that no Rick gosh <laughs> no you don't you really don't <laughs> um, but what I mean is like Rick and Morty just has a lot of deep cuts and Archer does but it's it's also just a lot of just like obnoxious humor so I guess it is similar to Family Guy and American Dad, but American Dad and Family Guy are kind of like dumb humor. Yeah, I've, I've I don't know. I've, I've, I've uh, yeah, I've watched Archer's more I haven't like seen American Dad, but I I'm in college humor. That, whereas there American, you go. American Dad's like <laughs> high school boy humor. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I did like him when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> My history teacher gave me like seasons one and two of Family Guy on DVD. I was like, you're gonna love these. Okay, I took him home and was like, I cannot let my parents know that I'm watching this. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Thanks, Mr. Teacher. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Teacher. Yeah. You did a good job. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Um, mm, if you were a teacher, uh, what subject would you teach? <laughs> I promise um, I'm not stalling. This is, the, <laughs> this is the first movie where I actually genuinely feel like you're stalling. <laughs> where it's like, eh, do we mm, want to start? I mean, I'm not ready to start yet. I genu- so part Five of me actually just minutes. wants to get Caleb to talk because last time we we strictly were like, we're here for Dune and that's all we're t- we're going to talk about. 
And that's not really what our podcast is. So I'm trying to I'm trying yeah, to we coax also, you out of your like. Yeah, we talked for two and a half hours, and we only touched on the movie pretty exactly. much. So, so yeah. we gotta we gotta give the people what they want. Okay. Oh. So <laughs> I ge- I genuinely feel like we could do three episodes. Like on, on the way here, I was like, "What if me and Randy don't do a movie and we just watch Room again and talk about <laughs> it?" <again?" laughs> it's Cheesecake Part Seven, and it's Room again. <laughs> the third time, it's great. All right, guys, Cheesecake Part Eleven. No, you know you- no, we're just gonna we're just, we quit doing anything else. You're just talking about the room rocking, <laughs> We just keep rewatching it every week, and we're like, you know, on the eleventh time, I really. I couldn't do this it. I finally, I finally I realized die. her name is Joy, which is completely <laughs> opposite of the emotion that she feels. <laughs> oh, man. can't believe I didn't see that first ten times. But now that you say it, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I told my <laughs> wife after we watched it that I would be okay with never seeing it again. Wow. Because it's a really good movie that hits really hard. I was going to say, it's too much. I just don't know how often I want to put myself through that. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm going to stay on the every six years every six cycle. Years. I think I, I could probably do that because I'll be like, oh yeah, Room is really good, and I'll forget how much it hurts. Uh, yeah, and then how how you cry for yeah. like over half the oh, runtime. This is why I didn't, don't watch this anymore. <laughs> I think I'll still go with like, uh, like, like no one knows what they want to watch, and then I'll be like, have you seen Room? Just doing chores around go, the house. But if they, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> like something like like it's movie night. What are we going to watch? I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen Room? No. What's that Gosh. about? And I'm like, that's what we're watching right now. <laughs> and then cut to two hours didn't, later did, and everyone's like, what did we watch? Yeah. Okay, you, told me, you told me inside. that you watched Room on a date. A first date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, never talked to that girl ever again. <laughs> Cannot I can't imagine why. why. Yeah, it's... Wild. Well, I mean, from the way it started out, we we were <laughs> we probably weren't going to be talking again. But yeah, I was just First like, date. you know what? We're watching room. It's about a, a <laughs> it's about a girl who's trapped in a room from by this guy she doesn't. Really and it know. also and it also just came out, Jeez. and I wanted to be like, we're watching this. Uh, I see. Look, I watch a twenty four films. Oh. I'm, I'm an I had I'm so an artur. Everyone, on. I wear the hat a lot, <laughs> and um, people just assume that I. Love every that I'm just like I, A24s. I'm a huge fanboy, <laughs> uh, and they're right. But um, <laughs> no, I actually they're not I, wrong. But I I do I'm like not. most of their stuff. I think I just like their approach to movies and filmmaking in general. It's just kind of my thing. But the uh, the other day, someone I work with was like, "Hey, I saw a trailer for an A24 movie, and I thought about you." <laughs> and I was like, oh, you don't it was probably it was probably men. <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> and he was like, Yeah, that's what it was. And he was like, You gonna go see it? And I'm like, Yeah, I'll probably see it. Looks pretty good. <clears throat> I didn't really know where else to go from there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last time you ever talked to that person. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that Alex Garland? Yeah. Yeah. I so I yeah, I really like I want to see that movie real bad. Men? <clears throat> yeah. I'm always down for Alex. I don't yeah. think I've, I think I've liked everything of his that I've seen. I almost yeah. said Vox Machina, Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> I for, uh, yeah, uh, that that one season of uh, Critical Role that he directed. <laughs> Vox Machina. It was a long season. <laughs> or campaign. Yeah, sorry, campaign. It was many years. Well. <laughs> I don't know. We might go. I think I would teach math. <laughs> wanna, oh, you teach math. 
Why math? Um, just because I helped people with it in school. Right. And I feel like I have more experience helping people with math than I do teaching anything else. Mm. I definitely couldn't teach writing. Because mm. I'm really just, I've never enjoyed the essay format where it's like, you've got to have your thesis statement and then you've got to have a topic sentence at the beginning of every paragraph. I hate that. Like, it's so just stating all of your points. It's like a full house episode and I just mm-hmm. can't stand it. You know, that's st- a lot of the way that we learned those things in school. I understand why they do it, like why it is the way it is. It's a sort of an approach of like, let's sort of get you on the right track, but then show you how you can break those rules that we taught yeah. you. But I feel like it requires a lot of investment from the student that most students are not willing to yeah. uh, to <laughs> put, give. Put forth in the yeah. first place. And yeah. it, like, in, you know, I find I a lot of people like still like the, the whole like don't start a sentence with the word and. And then later on you find out that Unless it's totally fine to. <laughs> yeah. to do that. But it's you have to sort of like have a grasp on the English language a little more to know when it's appropriate and when it's not. Yeah. And um, even stuff like that, like it's like that's something you learn in elementary school. But I feel like most people still think, oh, you're not supposed to start a certain sort of thing. And because it's one of those things where it's like yeah, people just don't like you're going to have obviously some students who are who are going to do it and they're going to understand it. The first thing that comes to my mind whenever you say like teaching them rules and then later you'll know them well enough that you can break them mm-hmm. is like like a rule of thirds yeah, and like photography and stuff. But Imagine if you spent 10 or 11 years being told that it's only okay if you use the rule of thirds. Uh-huh. And then it's like, oh, well, actually, people don't really like it if you use the rule of thirds. So, like, throw out everything that you <laughs> just did and, like, <laughs> learn a new way to do it. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like... I'm not saying that about the rule of thirds. I'm saying that about, like, stating all of your topics and stuff like that yeah. in paragraphs. It's like I think that's basically what college is, though, is it, like, basically... The great <coughs> grade school is just like a pretty sturdy, most of the time, like steady, <laughs> I, like, you know, rigid rule setting. Yeah. And then you get to college and college is all about like, okay, let's, let's turn all that on its head. I yeah. think a good college experience is like that. I, I can't speak for every, every subject, but um, it seemed like most of the subjects, even when I was just doing my general ed stuff, the professors were always... Uh, we're going to take this and we're going to look at it differently and like even within yeah. history and then looking at political science and uh, America's like, not the greatest nation. Growing up in a <laughs> growing up in a private school, yeah. like doing private school my whole life and then taking a human sexuality class in, in college and being like, what the crap? Like this is <laughs> like this is crazy. Like it was my favorite class because it was just like <laughs> it was like such a it's just so many viewpoints and things that I had not learned growing yeah. up. And it was like, why didn't they teach us this stuff? Why didn't they teach me how to write a check? Well, no there's also that too, yeah. <laughs> well, a but check. that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I see where you're going, but I'm just saying you're not writing they checks. Did, are you? Yeah, no one's <laughs> writing checks. I mean, I feel like I should still know how. I feel like people filing taxes, maybe. I have a checkbook. I literally had to order checks the other day, which cost I me like twenty-two dollars for eighty yeah. checks. Man, remember when they were like, free? The cra- oh. I know. Remember, you just go to the bank oh. and get them. Um, you're just like, hey, I need checks. They're like, uh huh. You go. Yeah, we have those. We have them. Uh, right here. <laughs> but I paid $20 for checks and I will use every single one of those checks for rent because <laughs> the company that, that runs our apartment will only takes checks. They don't do anything else. And it, it is really annoying. They wouldn't do like cashier's check. Yeah. But I got to pay for cashier's checks. 
You do? Yeah. Uh, my bank. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I also, mean, I, I have I to go to che- the bank for check rent. Yeah. Once a month, I would just. I don't go to the go bank. Walk in and get a cash. I don't check. carry cash. Uh, but that my was my that money was a stupid is rental in the place. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but back when I had to get a check for rent once a month, yeah. I went in and. I've seen somebody said hey to a, the people that worked there and got a cashier's check. I've seen someone with a Venmo balance of like two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and I was just like, "Wow, I like yeah. that is that is <laughs> they're just floating that on a daily basis, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like in and oh out." Oh my gosh! I, mean, I think I it was I just that, that they had really transferred it, but it was just like they just sat on it. For yeah, a long time. I could never sit with two thousand dollars in my Venmo account. Hmm. Yeah, that's even though I mean it's plenty secure. It would just like just depends. It on definitely how, feels like it depends, for depends like, on how much I got. Everywhere special else? situations yeah. it's not my way of life a lot of people use like cash app that way though yeah. like it's just like that's how they buy stuff but I don't and, know. Then, and then it's free and then it's free yeah because yeah. it just well, came I out do of that, your Venmo like, balance. Uh, that's what i do acorns uh i give ten dollars just a week uh just to like a side set uh bank account with them and then i got their debit card so like on if we do a D night I'll buy food with that card. And I'm like, it's free because I've already set aside yeah. the money to be literally for nothing. Mm-hmm. And then and then they'll take like from that account and then round up the spare change. And then I set it to like times 10. I don't so, know what Acorn is, so I'm not sure why how a- this is free. <laughs> a- it's not it's not free, but it's just I donate. I donate. I give $10 every Friday to that bank account. So anytime I use that bank account, it's free to me from my budget. It's just, yeah, it's a savings account, but you use it for fast food. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it's what I'm saying. It's just money you budgeted for fast food. I get well, it. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's but how it's budgeting like, works. It's, well, yeah, it's just un, unbudgeted money. But, but that yeah. I'm, I'm saying like that might be what they account. do with uh, yeah. cash app. I do that with uh, I know what you mean. Venmo. <laughs> Whenever uh, Caleb sends me rent and stuff like that, uh-huh. I'll just leave most of it in my Venmo and then and not pay, pay his half and then yeah, and complain then to the landlord. Exactly. Tell him that. <laughs> I don't know where it went. <laughs> you really I just pay for meals and stuff like that with it because yeah, it feels free. Yeah. I got you. It feels free. There you go. Show ain't, but it feels Show ain't. better. Um, I would teach history. What about you, Jeremiah? I don't know. What, uh, what period of history? Mm, all of it all of it <laughs> honestly i don't know uh not american history i hate american history yeah uh it's not it's it's important but it's just it's boring to me yeah. so maybe that's why maybe i would teach too it short then. uh too short yeah <laughs> yeah for real um <laughs> i listen to a lot of dan carlin uh podcasts and his hardcore history show and he has another one called addendum which is more relaxed and he usually has guests but i um i actually bought a book called um i think it's called powers and thrones um and it's a history it's a medieval uh history but it's like a history book which i haven't read a history book since i was in school school. and i don't and it's not exactly like those history books but it's done in a way that's like that is involves some storytelling and uh, just the approach that this per- this author takes is uh, really good. And I was like, man, if my teachers in high school or in, in college had taught history like this, like I would have been, I would have loved that class. Yeah, like way more into it. Yeah. 
And I'm like, I don't, why, why couldn't you teach it this way? And I'm like, well, the reason why you couldn't is because no offense to them, but they didn't know enough. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. for real, like a lot uh-huh. of times, at least in my school, like yeah. I am pretty sure that the history teachers were just reading the chapter before us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, <clears throat> and then just you can tell when the taking teacher... bullet points from the chapter. It's like, okay, but like, you don't really know, like you haven't done research into this time period. Yeah. And like, that would be, what I would like about it is like, if I was, if that's what I was going to do, then I would like go all into it and be like, all right, we're, yeah, this is what your book says, but like here also some like, like guess what? Resources. this book was, I would be a hard one teacher. Person. People would not like me in my class. Well, some some students would, would yeah. most students would not. And I think I would just tell those students like, yeah, you don't even have to show up. Like you, you like, I'll just fail you. Like, it's fine. Like, but if you don't actually want oh, to be here, you're a college professor. If you don't want to be here, yeah, I'm definitely a college professor. I, I don't think I'd get away with high school. <laughs> do uh, grade school. I would, uh, I would just be annoyed. Guess um, what? This history book was written by one man but, who had a perspective on things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a different one. I have a different one. What? The book isn't. No. The book is law. <laughs> Becca. But the curriculum. The curriculum, Randy. <laughs> Professor Randy. That's Professor May to you. Professor May. <laughs> I thought about it. Uh, literature. Okay. Yeah. But don't don't peg me down to just like English liter- literature or anything. I'm going to throw it all in there. I like literature. I don't think I really had any good uh, lit professors. Oh, I had a, a really good high school uh, oh, English teacher back. who probably focused on literature more. My, than yeah, else. my um, my uh, what's it called? Crap! What are those classes that are like AP? What? AP. There you go. It's like they're <laughs> for like the smart kids. Um, I took one of those and it was AP English, and uh, we did. It was basically just English lit. And that teacher was really good, but my yeah, my if literature. If you made me in, in English and I had to like do the breakdown the time, of so. like sentences and stuff, I'd be like, "Let's fly through this as fast as we can, yeah. uh, so we can get to the fun stuff." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, like, I don't know anything you made me talk about. I would just like I would go through the book really fast and be like, "That's the curriculum." Okay, uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> the philosophy of nihilism today. <laughs> <laughs> Frederick Nietzsche said, and the kids are just like, is this on the test? No, but this is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell me what's on the test. All right. Yeah, that was one of my favorite classes just because I did go to a private school and everything was pretty regimented. But um, that professor, we like read a lot of stuff that like Sophie's world, Mm -hmm. stuff that's really interesting and uh, had a lot of interesting conversations about it. So it's cool. I remember in like sixth grade, there's there's one I don't even know remember the name of the story. It was like some ancient, more more of an ancient story, ended, but it was before it ended before he did the final choice. Like half the class was just like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever read," and I was like, <laughs> "This is so cool." <laughs> you can literally imagine both endings, and he would have done either one. Oh man! And the teacher, I remember the teacher like looking at me, going, "You get it." <laughs> I'm like, I get it. <laughs> there was an, and there was another thing in uh in like chemistry senior year, something about Avogadro's number. Like the the guy the guy was like an eighty or ninety year old man who was just like really passionate about chemistry. The whole class was just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and he was halfway through something. And he went, and guess what that is? And like, I went. Oh, 
And he saw me in the back room and he went, this little piggy back here gets it. And I was like, I do get it. It's all I got you. It's like, yes, little piggy, you get it. I was like, some people would find it offensive that you're calling us piggies. (laughs) But I love it. Old Mr. Caldwell, he's definitely dead by now. (laughs) Man, he was so cool. My math teacher actually was the guy who got me interested in film. Well, he didn't get me interested in it, but he's the one that like pushed me to actually like start doing stuff with it. Because at the time I wasn't. And he was like, you should start writing and do script stuff. And so like he would let me like, uh, well, he didn't let me spend class time doing it, but like he would always like talk to me about it. And so like it became something that, that I would do more and more of. So it's cool. His name's Mr. Allsop. It's a good guy. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to you. Um, Caleb, I have a question for you. All right. Um, why did you, why did you make us watch this movie? <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry. Um, oh, don't be. God, this is so good. <laughs> after we finished the movie, I looked at Robbie and said, "I've made a horrible mistake." <laughs> so I was like, "How am I supposed to walk in there and talk about this?" Be talk about yeah. Obviously, we're joking. We I think we all like this movie. Oh yeah, but superb. Yes. It's definitely it's very heavy. Oh yeah. Um. So those listening, if you haven't watched it oh go watch it now you should probably watch it but you should definitely um, set aside like like maybe you don't go to work tomorrow <laughs> at least have some time to <laughs> like think watch like it, watch don't it watch it right night, before yeah. you go hang out with friends yeah, yeah. Don't do it's that. gonna it's it gonna ruin your it's gonna mess your night up yeah well um, unless, unless you're like me i finished it like finished it and then got in the car and headed here okay well yeah but that's that's a little bit different uh, but i'm jeremiah and i don't I don't count. Yeah. Unless your friends are expecting to like have a long, deep or, conversation or that, about yeah. it, <laughs> don't watch it before you go hang out with those friends. And like, it was also not the first time I. You're going to probably so. be a bit of a downer <laughs> at that. Party. You watched it, and then went to Buffalo Wild Wings. You yeah. just like <laughs> you'd stare at your food and want to go home. <laughs> you had two hot wings and a beer, and you're like, I can't do this. <laughs> like, are you drunk? No, I'm just sad. <laughs> So, um, the so Cheesecake Festival, festival <laughs> is all about, you know, it's all about the movie that you would give a Cheesecake Award to. Yeah. It's like the highest rating we can um, give. So, why would you give this movie that rating? Um, well, <laughs> because, start with why because I... Because you uh, give it the right rating, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but yeah, it. you talk. Um, it was hard for me to pick mm-hmm. coming into the festival. Because I felt like there was a bunch of movies that I would give that rating to. But I was just kind of deciding which one I thought I might want to talk about. That's why I made you guys watch it. Um, (laughs) Giving it that rating, I just... I'm just trying to think of a a good way to even explain it. It's just a very personal movie to me. It's one that I cared a lot about. I watched it for the first time in like 2016 which mm-hmm. was when I started to watch movies that weren't just, you know, Spider-Man 3 and Toy Story 3 and, like, you know, random <laughs> stuff like that. Anything with Star Wars like, Episode 3. Yeah. So, yeah, like, when I was starting <laughs> to, uh, or, like, The Dark Knight and just Part different three. stuff like that. Yeah. It was the first time I saw, like, I watched a movie and felt like it actually, like, they don't have to be universal. Like They don't have to be these, like, universal themes of good versus evil or Mm. friendship and you know the friends you made along the way and just like all of these 
things that you see in like literally every movie that you watch when you're young because mm-hmm. that's really the only themes that people make for little kids is like good versus evil and different stuff like that. But um, <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? <laughs> A kid Room it? for kids. I don't <laughs> know what that would be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see, I feel like everyone can see a lot of themselves and Jack and Joy and the parents and even, like, I feel like, unfortunately, we've probably all sounded like the reporter mm. asking questions that it's like, you don't mm-hmm. even know what you're talking about right now. Like, give the person that actually, like, has experience or expertise on this, like some room to talk about it. Yeah, it's just one of my favorite things. It's It covers so many different aspects of how people deal with trauma and different events or how they help each other when they're going through, like when the other person is going through something difficult. Mm-hmm. I just started weeping like I had never seen the movie before whenever Jack wanted to get his hair cut so he could send Mm -hmm. his strong. I was like, that's just the most brutal thing. Like I've, I can think of times where I've felt that way for my mom or like my brother and times where they've done that for me. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just, I can see a lot of my own life as well in that movie. Mm. Oh God, we are going to cry. Recording Maybe. this hour. We could. That yeah. is. I felt. I felt it. This is like the first little. <laughs> we're gonna cry. We might. That is one of my favorite parts of the film. Is how it. I think you go in expecting, you know, especially once they're out. I don't think you expect them to get out at first. Yeah. I right, think you expect yeah. the whole film to be. So the when it's like halfway through, and you have this rush of just like, you know, a weight lifted off of you when they're leaving. You're like, oh gosh, like. And then you realize it's not really over yet. Like there's still there's still more to to unpack and still more to get through. Still still and mentally trapped in the zone. Yeah. And your and your focus is is really I mean, Brie Larson's character of Joy is so strong. That, well, like that physically you, there. Yeah. yeah. And then she like loses it. Well, once, yeah, that's once what I'm you saying, think like, you'd get to the point where you're like, Okay, you're free now, that's when she loses it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, sort of like any sort of uh, comfortable is the wrong word, but it's like it's what you're, it's what she knows, and now she's in a world that she thought she knew, and everything's different. Yeah, but I think that's the thing is like feel like at least for me, uh, I feel like the movie like sort of leads you in this way of like yeah, we think that the kid is going to be the one that has the hardest time yeah. because she's been in the world. Mm-hmm. She's going to go back and it's going to be like, obviously this is a good thing for her. And the yeah. kid is the one that's like, there are trees. <laughs> like <Yeah>. everything, <laughs> like all this stuff is like, like he's going to have a hard time, but it's amazing how resilient he is mm-hmm. and he's how still plastic, it's, yeah. it's, it's still plastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult for him in the beginning, but it's almost like, because he is so young because everything is new and he can even though he is in denial at first yeah he's quick to bounce back and and open up to the possibilities of what this world has to offer and and joy on the other hand is not so quick to bounce back when she finds that her world has changed that her friends have just lived normal lives and moved on and her the the hammock isn't there anymore and her parents are divorced Mm -hmm. and um her dad won't look at her child because 
<laughs> well, he for knows, obvious yeah, reasons. Where, yeah. But it like a lot of that is so unexpected with Jack talking about how he wants to give his strong to his mother. It's like such a powerful gesture when you when it's coming from the character that you thought was gonna be struggling the, the most. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. One thing watching this like six years after the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't super young. I'm still young. Mm-hmm. But like Maybe I just forgot a lot of it. I don't know, but it feels like I didn't even process a lot of things that I was seeing. Like I like I feel like I don't even remember going, "Oh wow, like think about how difficult this is for her dad to mm-hmm. look at Jack." Mm-hmm. Like how much like rage and how much he would just want to drive to find that guy and kill him. Mm-hmm. Like just from looking at Jack and thinking about like and that's a problem that's only going to get harder as yeah. he grows up and begins to look more and more like exactly. this guy. And harder for Joy. Yeah. Um, She's going to start seeing that. Well, yeah. yeah, God forbid, like, he gets into an argument with his mom and he and the grandpa sees it, you know. Yeah, like, there's just so much that I, I maybe I clocked it when I was watching it six years ago. Mm-hmm. But watching it this time, it just felt like, holy crap, like, this is... There's so much to every what every single character is going through. Like, there's not a person in this that is not affected in every area of their life. And I don't think I really processed that the first time. Mm. And even just what that says about how everyone around you is always affected by everything that you, like, go through. Even though sometimes you can feel like joy of, like, they got to live their lives and nothing happened. This stuff happened to me, but her mom and dad are just as messed up as she is almost. Like, they have every right to be as traumatized as her. Like, having to watch, having to not know what happened to your daughter, I am not a parent. So I imagine this movie is going to just absolutely wreck me. Mm-hmm. And be similar to this time watching it and processing more of it is like when I'm a parent, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, it's so, like, Randy? So, <laughs> yeah. We could get into that later. <laughs> There's definitely, I mean, you were talking about how you watched it, you know, five or six years ago and now watching it again. I, I have no doubt that it's that it's just because you're older yeah. and you have more <laughs> wisdom, more experience in the world. Yeah. And, and well, like you're at the age where six years ago, your frontal lobe probably wasn't <laughs> fully developed. Probably not. You know? um, that doesn't mean you couldn't appreciate it. Yeah. Back no, then, I mean, yeah, but you're definitely, definitely appreciating it now for very different reasons. And yeah. so am I, or even like the same reasons. It's just, everything gets more like just, everything goes deeper, I guess, just because you actually have some experience to back up. Yeah. What people in that movie are going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You almost feel like, I feel like I'm going to feel like Jack every time I watch it of like, when I was four, I only knew little things, but now I'm five and I know I everything. Every, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I feel that like line. that's what <laughs> I'm going to think every time I watch it. It's just like, oh, I understood I that four, movie and no. loved it. And it's mm-hmm. like, then I watch it six years later and I go, gosh, I didn't get any of it. Like, I didn't yeah. understand how heavy that now was. I'm five. Gosh. Yeah, that's honestly like right there. What you just said is like what those. That's what I love about movies. Like, that's what I love about stories in general are yeah. the ones that you can come back to and they 
even though they're the same story, they have more to offer that you didn't realize at the time. I think that's, yeah, well, being a parent has changed. Being a new parent has changed a lot. And I I definitely watched this movie with new eyes um, and saw things that I would never have seen before. Making connections that I think some may have just been projections of, you know, things that I have been through, things that my wife and I have been through. Yeah. Um, that's also a good thing about stories and movies, yeah, though. Yeah, it's like, totally good to project onto art. Like, I think that's, I think good art is, can handle that. Yeah. But I think, I think as well, I think there's a lot there that, that's intentionally placed there that's about motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, not a, I mean, on the surface, the story is about a, a woman and her child who have been trapped in a shed for seven years, well, her for seven years, him for five he was born into that life and then has to discover, you know, then they are, they escape and, and then they have to readjust to the world. That's just the story from the basic level. Yeah. And the, the film chooses to focus in, I think, very appropriately and wisely on the emotional struggle of those characters and not the like visceral, like events Intensity of what's of happening. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For example, like all the, the moments where uh, old Nick comes in to, essentially get what he's why she's there for um to to sleep with to sleep with joy the perspective is always from jack and we're in the cupboard with him we're in the wardrobe with him and the movie is like we're not concerned with showing you her struggling with this like you know you don't you don't need us to show it to you and what's more powerful is that we're we're like in an even smaller space Mm -hmm. with the kid who's having to like figure out like why this understand yeah what's going on and i think that part that was a big aspect of why I think I latched onto it so much mm. whenever I like first watched it of just the like I don't know if representation is the right word, but like depiction of being that kid and like you know something's wrong, but you can't help your parent with it because mm. you don't understand. The yeah, actual really weight or situation that's going on. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I know I'm in here and I'm not normally. And you, like, even how he looks through the wardrobe and he can't see everything. Mm-hmm. But he can see some. And it's like, I feel like that even is a good image for what that's like as a kid of just like, why is my mom not as happy today? Or mm-hmm. why is my mom, like, more stressed today? Yeah. It's just incredible symbolism, I guess, because, like, mm-hmm. the whole shed and room and everything is, yes, that is a real situation. Like, that actually exists in the world. But I don't take the movie, like you said, it's more about the emotional journey that these people go on rather than the actual situation. Mm-hmm. Most movies would just focus on the situation and not be able to get all of those different themes and points out using that mm-hmm. yeah i think it's what makes it approachable it's what makes it relatable because a movie like this is not going to be like if you can only relate to it because of the situation then most people are not going to be able to relate to this yeah it opens it up and tells the story in a way that allows people to relate to it even though they haven't been through something exactly like this yeah well yeah but the metaphor is that we all have you know yeah I mean, obviously, none of us were raised in a, I mean, well, 
I won't say obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think either of you were. And I don't think many people on the planet were raised yeah. in a shack uh, alone with their mother. But you f- you feel like that, like, you, like you're saying, emotionally, you, everyone feels like that. And yeah. the world is indecipherable. And the world is too big to understand. It's just, it's too much and you can't even if you have your even if you have other people who have experienced it when you're so young you i don't know like i don't believe in your stinky world <laughs> like <laughs> it stinks cuz you farted in it like yeah. it's not a stinky world it's a cool world mm-hmm. like yeah i i love this place this is this is my place i'm happy leave me alone and then 2 days later he's like is this real mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of what I noticed this time around, and I'm a new parent, so even my even watching this again in six years, I think I'm going to have fresh yeah. perspective and maybe even look back at what I say now and be like, oh, that's really naive. But I saw a lot of how this movie was, you know, underneath really about the world that a mother creates for her children with what she has. Even just the process that she has to go to, and because a lot of being a parent is is, you know, in a healthy sense, protecting your kids from uh, the weight of the world, or, and yeah. sort or of like trying to protect. Yeah, not in a way that you're trying to shelter or hide them from it, and we see some of that in this, yeah. but in a healthy way where you're able to like slowly allow them to experience the world. For themselves, and help them like decipher and, it and help like, them understand it. Yeah, yeah. Um, give them be a guide to them. I think is a good way. And th- I think, but I think there's also a lot of when they're out and Jack is quickly discovering the world and quickly forming his own ideas and quickly falling in love with things that are not his mother mm-hmm. and his mother having to like look back and and is being you know asked essentially these impossible and stupid questions of like you know is it possible that the like the choices you made were bad for your child and it's like of course we've made choices that are bad for our kids but like you can't pin everything on that like you have to like you have to just keep moving forward and and uh even for a mother like i think obviously i'm not one but i can i can only speak as a, a father but as a parent the whole <laughs> the whole process of raising a child is just like you have this time with them and then you have to let them go like you have to let them then go out and experience the world on their own even as terrifying as it might be moments in the film that like really and this is probably where a lot of there's like a lot of projection of like my own concerns and things mm-hmm. um is when uh, uh and my wife and I talked about this movie a lot afterwards cuz my wife didn't know that we were going to watch it. <laughs> we have both seen it previously Surprise. back when it first came out. And then I, w- I just kind of put it on and she was like, Oh, are you doing this for the podcast? And I was like, yeah. And then she just stuck around and we watched it. Why um, and we both like cried it? off and on throughout the whole movie. Yep. But we were, we were both like, gosh, this is so hard now, even harder than it was before when we didn't, before we had a child. Yeah. But it's, it's all about that. Uh, being able to, have such a heavy influence being the only thing like the, the, the like only strong and sturdy uh, and consistent presence in their life for so long. And then they don't need you anymore. 
Hmm. And now in, in spite of now she is free and she is able to now do other things when she is out, uh, her purpose is gone. Yeah. Her purpose was keep my child alive, uh, survive. Um, now she doesn't have to worry about that. Like there are other people to help. Obviously survival is still a thing, but it's much, it's much lower (laughs) on the concerns list. It's a lot easier. And now she has no, no purpose. And then it's beginning to question. Am I, am I good at this? Was she ever doing the right thing at all to begin with? And, and so much of that is just part of being a parent on a like micro level every day. You, you think about those things. I can't even, and I mean, like I said, my daughter's only, she's turning one soon. So it's like, I can't even imagine <laughs> what it'll be like over the next like eight, you know, 17 What's years. What's it going to be like yeah. at age two? Um, dear yeah. gosh. So <laughs> it's like, that's why I say why probably a lot of the stuff I'm saying right now is really naive because I, I don't know what it's going to be like, but I can, I have a, a glimpse. I know right now yeah. that something is there, but I can't yeah. quite fully grasp it. But I think that the filmmakers are aware of that and that that is yeah, this a part of this story. Encourages. No. your naivety <laughs> it's a it it wants you to like accept that about yourself and mm-hmm. like run with it at times of just like <laughs> you can't understand everything so like don't try like and, and every time you watch it you're like mm, yes i was four now i'm five <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like i mean that's a good way i think it's a good way to live like <laughs> yeah. it's funny and it's cute but it's at the same time it's like wow there's a lot of wisdom there at least a lot of wisdom in like that's how we think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We always think that, ah, we've and made now it. I, I, have a, <laughs> I have arrived now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we turn six. Wow. I, I was a fool. Yeah, exactly. I, li- I really liked the, uh, the summary of her parenting skills. She was like, I'm not a good mom. He's like, but you're mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Like, what are you even questioning <laughs> about this? <laughs> She's like, you're right. And he's just like, yeah, duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that was perfect. Whoever wrote that line, like, congrats. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> you can retire now. <laughs> That's you. If that was his some contribution to humanity, he did a good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caleb, what's a scene that stuck out to you this time around that maybe didn't before? Uh, the one at the dinner table uh, where... His, or where, where her dad wouldn't look at like a jack. Yeah. yeah, that one definitely stuck out a lot. I don't know. You go and I'll think. <laughs> I don't really have one. I was just yeah. I'm, I'm, not, just... I'm not sure. Um, uh, I mean, I can say something for yeah, for me this time. Watching it, I don't know. I was really more focused on what happened after, especially how literally everything flipped. He wasn't around her. 24 7 and he just wanted to be with her all the time and so really at first he's just like can we go back Mm -hmm. and she's like we are never going back isn't that great and he's like oh okay Mm -hmm. that sucks (laughs) and uh i mean it gradually gets better and better for him as time goes on and it's simultaneously getting worse and worse for her i don't know Maybe maybe it was just six years ago, so I don't fully remember it as much. But I don't remember it being that uh, symmetrical and mm. like that that perfect of an opposite, like that perfect of a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching it again, I was like, "This movie is better than I remember it being." And like <laughs> I rem- I remember it being like, 
like Cheesecake Factory ain't good, mm-hmm. but watching it again, I'm like, wow, this is like really, really, really. I, I just didn't remember it being that good. And I think I watched it like three times before. Mm-hmm. To me, it was more about the first half and the second half was kind of like, and then they deal with it and everything sucks for a while. But yeah, the the poetry of that as a crisis point where literally like, like I don't know, it feels like it's a, they're both on these journeys kind of running towards each other and then there's that crisis point where it's an X and they literally just split and go the exact opposite ways. Mm-hmm. Just that symmetry, like even even come out with that and writing mm-hmm. it is freakishly beautiful. <laughs> and his book ended really well too, yeah. with opening with him saying hello and good morning to everything, and then saying goodbye to everything at the end. Yeah, and and he finally gets back. Well, he's kind of been like, "Can we go back, please?" And mm-hmm. then he finally gets back, and he's like, "Oh, it doesn't feel the same." And yeah. and then she's there like what and then he's like maybe it's because the door's open i don't know it feels a lot smaller can we go <laughs> yeah. yeah but i mean isn't that so yeah that's, that's so exactly that, spot kid, on the greatest metaphor yes, every everything has i was to do four with size now five and, yeah. god perfect thinking just about the yeah it's probably because the door doors open have just everything changed yeah, yeah now it's, it's like once i understand more about the situation i was in it's like, oh okay yeah i can see where there were faults with it, even though like whatever situation they were in, they made it as good as they could, but they still like know at this point after they've healed a little bit that there won't ever be like quite that again, Mm. but that they're good for it. It took him a while to see it. I mean, I don't know. They don't, use specific dates but i like to think that the movie takes place over a long period of time Mm -hmm. i don't think it was like he turned five and she was like all right let's do this thing Mm -hmm. although this is something i thought about that i definitely didn't think about the first time this is not as deeply emotional and more logistics of the situation but like nick would have killed him within a year and a half probably Mm mm-hmm because yeah. he would have to kill him before he would be strong enough to help Joy yeah. fight him. Yeah. So, like, Nick literally was going to kill him at some point. And, Pro- like, yeah, you have to point, think yeah. Joy knew that. Like, he has to be young, mm-hmm. so he's disarming. And, like, Nick won't feel threatened by him. But he has to be old enough to know and be able to actually accomplish what we have to accomplish. That's why she said, like, our window is closing. Mm-hmm. Like she knew that if he made it to eight or nine, Nick would have just taken him out back and mm-hmm. killed him. Yeah. It's I, such a powerful yeah. thing when, yeah. when she does, even though she has the plan, when she comes up with the idea and she like realizes like what the cost could be, like mm-hmm. just that moment of realization where she is just thinking in the dark mm-hmm. and then covers her mouth and, and like sort of withholds the scream because it's just like, yeah, like it's the biggest risk she's going to have to ever take. Yeah. Um, but it could mean that they get out. Yeah. Um, and, and that moment when he takes him outside and closes the door and she's like, that's, this might be the last time I ever yeah. see my son again. And I might still be trapped in here forever is like, it's horrifying. Yeah. That was another thing that I was going to say. It stuck out to me big time compared to last time was just thinking like, how does she survive those few hours? Mm. Like I, like 
just I've had times where like you get a call and it's like, hey, this person is going to the hospital and it's like you're you can't even think straight or go to work because of that. Like you're just so taken out of it. It's like I can't imagine that level of I just have to wait and see and hope everything goes well because if it doesn't, it feels like your world is going to end. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she could she could have been waiting for days. Yeah, days. Ter- yeah. terrible. I want to talk about some of the like craftsmanship a little bit. Something I really appreciate at this this movie is the um. Well, I think the character work is excellent. I think the way that it's directed is really done done well. I think the camera work is is probably not the, its best thing. I think there's there's some they have some they make some weird choices. <laughs> but I think that in that same area they represent the spaces that we're in so well. They make room feel like the world. Yeah. Like the whole world. It feels confined, but it feels so big at the same time because of how they shoot it, because of how it's it's organized and, and how Joy has set it up. And then when that's contrasted at the end, when they go back, it feels tiny to us yeah. even as an yeah, audience even the, It's not just because he says it. You know everything feels smaller. And it's yeah. like, did they? is that a tinier bed? Is that a tinier yeah. wardrobe? Like Even when he's like looking at the wardrobe, it's like, I could have sworn those doors were like bigger and who knows, maybe they are actually smaller. You know what I mean? What? I don't know if they would actually do that, but I think think it was just, uh, just the fact that camera and the lens. Sure. I know. But I mean, it's just this, it's this sense that like you as the viewer completely understand like where the character's at, just Mm -hmm. where they have the camera placed and how they're shooting it. And it's like, dang. And, and having daylight coming in at the end Mm -hmm. changes everything. (laughs) Like it, it, it makes that room feel dead. Obviously there's stuff missing that they've taken away for evidence and and it's not exactly the same as it was, but man, it's just, they do such a good job there. Uh, when they go into like the next room that they're, every room that they're in from then on is like represented in a really interesting way. There's always so much natural light coming in. The hospital has so many windows and it's big and spacious and, and empty and, um <laughs> yeah, yeah what like, hospital are you in uh, well yeah real fancy one <laughs> um but uh like we're gonna give you the biggest room and because yeah, you've been trapped in a small one <laughs> the house that they pick for the you know that they had they use for her parents her mom's house is like the living room that they're in a lot is like lots of windows lots yeah. of light coming in and so it's like um it's fairly open yeah even floor plan yeah like, even the floor plan feels other rooms you can see through the stairs yeah. it's like not it doesn't feel enclosed oh god i loved um, him i don't know that i caught it the first couple leo's of times. the best <laughs> uh, I, I loved uh him walking down the stairs for the first time i was like because he's never been on stairs oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i thought he's you like, were gonna he's holding the banister and i'm like oh uh-huh. little dude for real yeah i thought you were gonna talk about that scene where leo's like hmm, well, yeah what that, i'm gonna do that was good too yeah Oh, I've got That's something tasty, tasty in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen. Yes, I think I'll do that. <laughs> like, like tasty in the kitchen. Yes. Yeah, same. <laughs> and he quickly like, glancing up at the. Oh, table. I didn't yeah. know you were up. <laughs> it's like, especially in like I, that character is so needed, mm-hmm. especially with everything that happens with Joy's dad. I think you could be without Leo as a character. You really, you don't. There's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot too of too much. Well, yeah. there's a lot of bitterness there. I yeah. think you could just be angry, mm-hmm. but I think even having Leo. Instead of having this effect of like, yeah, come on, dad, like just figure it out. Like Leo, uh, I think it actually contrasts their, like the experience 
yeah. in a way that uh, you almost, that makes you understand the dads. Yeah, you can um, recognize that Leo doesn't have the same raising connection. her coming into all of this, so mm-hmm. he can just like, yeah, you're brand new to me. Like I don't see any of that on you mm-hmm. or Jack. And oh, like yeah, worst movie wouldn't have had him to help make the dad more like understandable mm-hmm. and a worse movie also would have painted the dad as bad because yeah. Leo is good. Mm-hmm. And it's like this one toes that line of mm-hmm. being like Leo is very important and he's doing great with this, mm-hmm. but the dad isn't bad for what he's doing. Like it's a whole different ball game and there's a reason he can't act like Leo. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's William H. Macy, and he's amazing. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah, I was going to say, if I'm ever kidnapped for any period of time, and the first person I hug, if that could just be William H. Macy in real life, I would. you got to find somebody who hugs you like that. I would love that. Goodness. Robbie and I were talking about William H. Macy is literally, like, doesn't matter what uh, what movie it is, his character is from above the Mason-Dixon line. Like, it's like, he can be from East Coast to West Coast, but he's got to be above Missouri. Like, he's just such, like, a Northern-feeling <laughs> person for some reason. There's probably one movie in there where he's a really, really good portrayal of, like, a Georgian or something. <laughs> got a Savannah. <laughs> a Savannah. There's got to be one. Come on, William. <laughs> Do one just for us. My grandmother was appalled by Colin Firth doing a Southern accent one time. <laughs> <laughs> she on said what it, and what it was some like detective movie or something like that and he's got this really thick southern accent and she's like i just had to turn it off it was one of the <laughs> most horrible things like she felt attacked by attacked the <laughs> southern accent coming out of colin firth i yeah i feel like most of the time the movies the southern accents are a bit uh put on oh yeah but then I meet people in real life here in the South that talk <laughs> exactly like that. And I'm like, oh, are you a real person? <laughs> <laughs> when you're home, do you yeah. talk like that? Because I don't. I don't think. But yeah. Especially here, people don't really talk like that that much because it's sort of a transient town. So there's not a lot of. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of people coming and going. And so a lot of different well, yeah. dialects. And yeah. and over time with the Internet's pervasion. Yeah. Yeah, all all accents will fade. But yeah, you yeah you can drive through on my way to Pontiac and pull over to a gas station <laughs> to fill up, and like I can't understand those people, so I have no idea how they communicate <laughs> to anyone else around them at any point. Or like, God forbid, Randy has to stop for gas. He's like, Jeremiah, uh, you're gonna have to listen to these people. <laughs> Randy, I can't understand. <laughs> oh god sir i need closed captions <laughs> <laughs> i need closed captions my own no gold captain boy he's a cool dog <laughs> seamus is great seamus yeah. he's such a he's a nice boy good boy good boy seamus i'm trying to think if there were any other things that like stood out to me this time around that didn't um the first time yeah they didn't the first time I think there was definitely just a general, very visceral feeling of like needing to protect my child. Yeah. Pretty much throughout the movie. (laughs) Um, It was a very like base instinct of just like, I must like, you know, protect um, 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. One thing that I remembered did stick out to me this time was him hanging out with Joy and then asking to go hang out with his friend mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it was just like, I don't know. That's just, it's got to be tough. Like she is so much of his world, but now that he's experiencing more of it, it's just got to be so difficult for her to come back after wherever she was. Mm-hmm. And then him be super excited to hang out with her. But then after a little bit, he's still got like a friend that he wants to go play with. <laughs> well, she, yeah, he's the only one that understands what she's been through. Yeah. But he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. And he's going to forget that that reality of that those years of one to five are going to become are going to become the thing that isn't real. Yeah. You know, every, he keeps continually asking throughout the film, like, is this real? Is this real? Like, and his definition of what is real or not is quickly changing. And eventually he's going to be like, yeah, I remember it, but it's foggy. Yeah. And ultimately it will probably affect him, but not as much. And, and yeah. the older he gets, I think the harder it's going to be for joy because she's going to, Still She's always going to so remember it. That, yeah. It's never going to leave her. And it's so much of it will define the rest of her life. And that's. Yeah. It changed the rest of her life. And for him, mm-hmm. it's just. It's eh, where he started. Yeah. And I don't know if the movie. I mean, I don't think the movie answers any questions in that way. I think the movie is like, yeah, there's still hope. But it's definitely hard. Yeah. And I don't I don't know. I don't know what the solution is in that. And like, I don't know what. I don't know what Joy has to do to have a good future other than, I guess, to maybe Work, look yeah. at the world through Jack's eyes, like try the to, same way he does, of try, like sort yeah, of yeah. experiencing wonder and again and trying to find that again. Well, I think they, they actually kind of say that, I guess not like a definite answer, like mm-hmm. you know watching it, like, yeah, she's always going to deal with it. But after she comes back, it's very like clear that she's going she understands that she needs to look at it from jack's perspective mm-hmm. because like his i think it's the last monologue or the second to last monologue of his where he says we didn't know about everything or we didn't have much so now we get to try everything mm-hmm. and she's kind of going on that journey with him of like yeah. trying all these different we don't things. we don't know what we like so we yeah can, so we get yeah. to try everything try and everything. You know, as a viewer, like, she will always battle it for sure. But I think it gives more concrete hope and, like, it's going to go well. Like, she understands yeah, what she needs. It's going to be, like, there are going to be days that are not good. But she knows that she's got to look at it from his perspective and just go, oh, wow. Well, let's see what the new world, like, has to offer. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, her trying everything isn't trying a cheeseburger. She's probably had one of this before. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's it's it's, it's trying a cheeseburger with him with 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 happiness through yeah through yeah. through happiness or trying to be happy and eating yeah. a cheeseburger. Trying to accept that everything's different. Mm-hmm. And, the, and yeah, and that's her first time trying everything. Yeah, that's actually one of the best things about being a parent so far is 
introducing everything you get to you get to, to live your best parts again well in a way someone else's eyes like just introducing them to things and seeing what they what brings them joy and what doesn't when she you know discovers something it's like oh you get to experience that with her and it's honestly the most mundane stuff like it's not <laughs> it's an outsider would look at it and be like, this is so boring. Um, but as soon as you have that connection, it's like even watching her figure out anything and then doing that thing a million times in a row because now she knows how to do it mm-hmm. is like, it's like such an, an amazing thing. And it'll be something as simple as like watching her figure out how to sit up. And now it's like, okay, I need you to stop sitting up all the time because <laughs> now you can move too much. You know, that cool, kind of cool, 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 cool. Um, do yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> You remember uh, lay down? You remember that? Yeah. So <laughs> there's just like lots of stuff like that. That's like, so even, you know, you met, you talked about how like, yeah, she's tried a cheeseburger before, but she hadn't tried it. She has not tried a cheeseburger with Jack. And that is an experience that is like probably better than trying a cheeseburger for the first time Yeah, is like being able to share that experience with someone. I think being able to share anything that you love or enjoy with somebody else brings that, Maybe that even you, more that joy you love. than the actual <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. Huh? <laughs> with somebody that you hate. No, was that, uh, <laughs> share with somebody that you love. I just wanted to sure, add that Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess if you shared it with someone you hate and then you found something in common. Hey. hey maybe you don't hate them anymore. <laughs> we both like cheeseburgers. Ow. That's crazy. We but I like hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be right. You hate these. Tell the truth. <laughs> I didn't care for the pickle. Yep, there it is. Yep. I knew I hated this guy. Oh, <laughs> gosh. When Jenny and I both had, uh, my wife had, a, so my daughter's turning one soon, and we had a discussion about whether or not we were going to give her cake because it's sort of a thing to give one-year-olds cake on their birthday. Uh, like yeah. My parents gave me a cake, and I picked it up and threw it. I didn't know <laughs> what it was. I just thought, okay, that's what kids do. They grab stuff and they chuck it. <laughs> um, You know, because there's like, trends and stuff for like smash cakes where like babies will like it's a cake made to be like pummeled and um torn apart and it's like fun for everybody because the baby's smashing the cake whatever uh we're not really into those things the things that you like have to do that everything everyone tells you it's like that's a that's a you know, a landmark. Or whatever. Well, do you have like it's a like, walk-in shower? You could do it in there. And then just spray it <laughs> no, it's not about the mess. It's just like, <laughs> but like both of us were like, we don't really want her to have cake. Like she really loves vegetables. Like pretty much, yeah. pretty until much you, any vegetable we give her, she cake, loves it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I was like, as yeah. soon as she tries cake, she's she not going to want to go back broccoli, to the vegetables. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm perfectly fine with her <laughs> eating healthy you for a long like a time. Seven year old who's never had cake. And she's going to be like, what does that taste like? And you're like, it tastes gross. It tastes like uh, uh, vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, vegetables. Gosh. Oh, something bad then. Something I don't bad. know. And like, that's the thing, though. Jenny and I don't really have a lot of food that we don't like. So it's going to be hard for us to be like, it tastes gross like um, kidney beans. I, I don't know. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tasted poop? <laughs> No, but I imagine it doesn't taste good. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, you're just like, well, Ray, have you ever tasted poop? It's, She's it's like, gross. yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm a baby. Yeah, 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 for sure. You didn't like it, did you? Okay, yeah, it tastes like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah, I was four, but now I'm five. <laughs> this I, is more quotable than Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> uh, yeah, half the episode of Scott Pilgrim, if you haven't listened to it, was 
was us like or well, I was talking about quotes. how how the movie how is how like it should it be is. the most quotable movie ever. Yeah. And I just can't remember any of the lines. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't it's not that they're not good. Like in yeah. while I'm watching, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's a good one. There's so stuff. many good ones. There's so many zingers and so many like yeah. good things. And then I get I finish and I'm like, I what? I don't remember, I don't remember any it. of these quotes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Except we do. <laughs> but never when we need them. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna work in and stuff. The only remember one I remember it's is so the annoying. bread makes you fat. Yeah, I say bread makes you fat all the time. Yeah, vegan. I got superpowers. Those two. Have Brie Larson. Really good lines. I mean, Brie both Larson. Movies. Yep. Killing it. Sing to both movies. Which role is better? <laughs> well, she got an Oscar for one. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's somebody uh, listening to this at home. Which one did she get an Oscar for? <laughs> <laughs> You'll figure it the out. The one she sang in. The one she sang yeah, in. She sings in That's the best thing about it, though, is she sings. I've like she sings occasionally on her Instagram, and she has a good voice, and she does a really good job at making it sound like she doesn't have a good voice in this movie. Like she, her voice cracks a lot yeah. and stuff, and it's like. And maybe that's real, but it uh, like I've heard her sing before, and I know she can sing well. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, you sounded. She sounded like a normal person singing, singing yeah. endless, and, and it was like, like well, until she hit like the high parts. To hit to to sing quietly like she was singing, and to hit the note she hit while being quiet uh-huh. is super <laughs> difficult, unless you sing really well. Like I think uh, her voice was kind of cracky because she was. Trying to keep it like I must sing really well low. then because I think I sing really well when I'm very quiet. Well then, and then, well, then when I get louder, let's I put an sing. album together. <laughs> <laughs> put an album together. We'll have a, so let's do it. Singing when I can't hear myself, it's crazy. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> I don't know why people like put their finger over their ear. That just makes you sound worse. I always sound worse on recordings. I don't know how that worked out. Final thoughts on the movie. Anything? Final thoughts. Anything? Oh, we jeez! I feel on? like I haven't even talked about. Well, it. then get going. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I listened a lot and didn't really say anything. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's good. <laughs> it's so good. It's, I'm not trying to shut us down. I just. I will. Like- I will say. Bef- uh, I was watching the movie on Vudu, okay. and, and Vudu for some reason like really puts their views like right there. So if I've already seen a movie. I'll go in, and I really like to read the bad ones, especially of ones that I like, just to see what these morons <laughs> had to say. And uh, there was only one uh, negative in the whole list on the page. And the mo- uh, I intentionally made myself not read his name after I read the thing. I was like, who said that? And I went like, nope, nope, because I'll say his name later, and I know I don't want to. Um <laughs> <laughs> this idiot moron of a person uh it, if you listen to this and you remember writing this review seven years ago you're a moron um he said he Watch said the, again, he know. said the movie loses itself in the metaphor that it tries to make it makes no metaphor i was like every line out of their freaking mouths is metaphorical and it's good you're what are you what was he on <laughs> what is he ta- what is he possibly talking about? Oh I don't gosh. I don't get it. The whole thing is even on first level of the onion, it's motherhood and child and it can apply to literally everyone. 
and on on second and that's onion just peel. Like the first yeah. that that's just like a, that's just like the even, duh. It's a mother and child. Yeah, yeah. that's just in room. Yeah, like, and then obviously the philosophy of it, and like how we all go through this, and we all see, and then we all learn more, and then we all realize we were dumb, and we all go, th- we all go through these steps of childhood. Even in our adult lives, we're constantly evolving further and further and further. Like, how do you not get that metaphor? That I'm concerned that this critic <laughs> doesn't know what a metaphor is. And, but yeah, I read that and then I was like, really? And then like the first the first monologue he does is like uh, on his fifth birthday and he's talking. Well, I mean, even like the... Room's only sticky. I don't want anything to do with your sticky world. <laughs> I was like, that's a perfect metaphor. <laughs> this guy, this guy, he got paid to write that review. Well, maybe not, but he wrote a review and uh, it was posted somewhere. He potentially got paid for it. He probably got paid for it. He said he didn't know what the metaphor for the movie was. And I was just like, what in the world mm. <laughs> are you talking what movie did you watch he watched a movie that he thought was going to be about the situation wait wait <laughs> it's called room so maybe he watched the room <laughs> <laughs> and mixed that up. movie gets lost in its own <laughs> <laughs> and then, but yeah and then he mixed up uh the reviews that he wrote i think that review so is them. then now too intelligent for the movie that he if he thinks that he's talking about the room you're you why movie, are you taking this seriously? the movie gives a metaphor but i can't figure out what it is yeah yeah i mean yeah i, don't, I have no idea what he thought he was even writing about unless uh he was writing about the room instead i get it possibly yeah who knows I think that's a thing that, uh, and I, I fall into this trap too of like when you're criticizing a film, criticizing it's like you're giving criticism, you can get into this rhythm where you feel like you have to not like something in order to give a, a an intelligent criticism. Like you, if you love in, something, you can't you can't fully love something. You have to be able to point out some shortcoming uh, in order to sort of justify. Yeah. your criticism you know it's actually i yeah i actually hate that mm-hmm. um whenever i hear people not even just about movies but like music books like anything talking about art when they're like oh yeah i loved it it's flawed or it has its problems or whatever but i loved it i'm just like okay yeah like like why, like, uh, why i think you, they, i think you gotta be like that I mean, I, mean I, I don't know, maybe like even earlier when I said that it has like the movie has some issues with camera stuff that I'm not going to get hung up on that. Yeah. Like it's not there. It's things that I noticed uh, mostly just this time around. But even it was like a, it was a passing thing of like, oh, yeah, uh, I would have done this differently, but it's not a big deal. Like yeah. the story itself wins out the performances. Everything is so good. That it's like, whatever. It's I guess that's my biggest thing is when people treat it focus as like, on it too much. Yes, and they're like, I don't know. I always enjoy people talking about movies that they like, or mm-hmm. stories or music that they like more than listening to them talk about stuff that they don't like. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like, yeah, it's more fun when somebody's passionate about something. Yeah. But I would say you don't truly understand 
your own argument, your own point of view, unless you can have some counterpoints. I mean, at, yeah. le- at least give me one, you know? Yeah, but and I think that's fine, but it's more like I think criticism gets criticism gets into a dangerous area when it when keeps you from it's just liking you have it. a you're finding negativity in something uh to just for the sake to of justify the like, negativity you feel when it's maybe not yeah. justified that it's that i mean even a friend of ours talked about uh what's it called licorice pizza they said they went and saw it in uh, a bigger city and they they came out and there were some people that saw the film with them not friends of theirs people that they didn't know but they heard them yeah. they overheard them talking and one of the people apparently said Hmm. Can we like this? It's a bit problematic. <laughs> and I thought that line was so pretentious. I'm just like, can we like this? It's a bit problematic. I would I'm like, never hang out with that person ever again. It's so, Unless that was a joke. Unless it was no, a joke. It's, so that's the thing. It's, I mean, I, we don't need to get into it, but I've actually had conversations with people. I think a lot of people, people think that way. Yeah. yeah well, it's particularly about that movie. There's a lot of people that's that don't true, like it yeah. because it's problematic. And I, we could get into a conversation about that, but we won't here. <laughs> um, but that that mentality of like, hmm, like you're sort of like, <laughs> it's dangerous because yeah. you're not allowing yourself to experience like the movie, the movie in yeah. a way that I think it's meant to be experienced because you're sort of like, almost like putting defensive walls up to sort of prop yourself up as like, yeah. well, I'm I'm pretty smart. I'm yeah. five. I know everything. So <laughs> I can't like um, this that much. This is very quotable. <laughs> Anyways, we don't have to go down that road, but that that's I I did see some reviews for for a room where it was like that, where it was like you gave the same review for this movie as you gave for Multiverse of Madness. It's <laughs> like that's not that's not even no no not even the, yeah it's not even the same multiverse. <laughs> this can't happen even yeah. in the same infinite universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like there should not be a, a universe where you give those the same rating. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us, Caleb. Yeah. We're glad to have you. Um, Sorry I made you watch back. a really sad movie. No, no. I'm totally kidding when I, mm. when I say that stuff. Uh, I do love this movie. I will wait a long time before I watch yeah, it again. I but. will show it to the first person that says they haven't watched it. <laughs> and I will sit there and cry and judge whether they cry yeah, at the appropriate like times. Do you have like a runtime, like estimated runtime that you had tears in your eyes or on your face or on your shirt? Oh, for? gosh. I mean, pretty quick. It I wasn't mean, well, not when they started, but just like you know, total elapsed. Oh, the amount crying. of time that you yeah. cried during the I feel film. Like it had to be like forty percent of the film, at <laughs> like, least. Yeah, like uh, every monologue, every screaming match, every like there's so much. Like, <laughs> every so time anyone showed any emotion, yeah, at all. Like at all. I, there was yeah, there was this. I was trying to like just like keep it together, and uh, I would like look over at, at my wife. We were sitting on separate couches when we started the film. <laughs> and um, I would just kind of look over, like I could tell that it was like, this is an emotional moment. And like, we would just look at each other and I'd be like, kind of trying to smile, but then there's that. <sighs> so <I'm> like, <sighs> okay. <There> uh, <laughs> like gritting my teeth, like, yeah, don't do the... <laughs> thing you know man it was bad i like I was, <laughs> I was um full on like ugly crying mm. like just forcing myself not to like yelp whenever she was outside the cop car uh-huh. like banging on the window i was like this is 
redefining, like gut wrenching. <laughs> like this is the most painful thing I've ever seen. I was yeah, I was freaking sobbing. It was terrible. But yeah, the the truck ride gets me every time I see it. Mm-hmm. Just what God, it's it's too many things all at once. Yeah. He's he's trying to escape. His life is in jeopardy. He's a kid, and all of that combined with holy crap, I'm seeing literally trees for the first time, yeah. and um, yeah, and then like. Trying to even think about any of that, plus the, oh God, kid, you please, you got to get out of here. Yeah. You got, yeah, all that how, all at once. Yeah. It's just impossible to even think about, like his perspective of that, like seeing trees for the first time. Like, I mean, it'd be like us going to freaking Pluto and like walking around and being like, oh wow, look. Yeah, with your life being in danger, and yeah. you have to find a Plutonian and. And and uh, hand him a hand him a note, <laughs> hand yeah. him a note from your mom <laughs> that says like help save us. Of just like I mean, he's never seen a sidewalk. He doesn't know what a sidewalk is. He doesn't know that he can't run in the road. Like he doesn't know anything. Like mm. it's insane. But yeah, doesn't doesn't fully know how to like. I got to get out of this truck, but it's going. Is yeah. that gonna hurt me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, like all of it, everything. Jeez. <laughs> and I guess final thoughts. That's growing up. <laughs> You're in the Every, truck and you everything, gotta, all, you have to everything out. everywhere, all at once. Uh, <laughs> the emotions. Uh, you just gotta figure out when to jump out. Yeah, mm. you gotta. You just gotta go. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying. Just gotta roll, <laughs> roll out of that rug, <laughs> wiggle out of there. I I I also did like the first time. Uh, she, she wrapped him up in it. He gets out. And he's like, "I hate you." Oh gosh! It's like a punch, man. I felt like I, I like, like flew like, back in my seat, just yeah. like, "Oh." I was oh, like, man. "Yeah, I would hate that too." God. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I have like throughout my life, like there's been times where, uh, and I don't know if this is unique to me. This is probably not unique to me, but I feel like for whatever reason, I'm like sensitive to it. But growing up with a family of four like four boys and my parents people i mean in a family in general obviously there's conflict and things Mm -hmm. and people say things that they don't mean or that they do mean and regret yeah (laughs) or or both they regret either way or they don't regret you know they don't know that they need to regret it that it hurt them it hurt somebody in a way and uh there's definitely like times i can look back in my life and see like parts of my own life things that like were said to my brothers or that my brothers said things i said all these things that are like that, that you immediately recognize as this is life changing. Like this is a life altering moment, whether how we respond to this moment will change the course of our lives. And that moment to me always strikes me. It strikes me as that of like joy has to know that her child doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. She has to not take this personally, but how hard it would be to not be like, you're right. What am I doing? Why am I? I'm crazy. Yeah. What am I thinking? You know, but yeah. Um, yeah, to like push through that and yeah. know that it will be okay. And like Jack will understand. Mm-hmm. He just can't right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I don't know. Like that's the thing. The biggest, the most amazing thing to me is just like how she managed to not go insane. And then I love that they have those, the that moment where he talks about when mom has her gone days mm-hmm. and she's, he's just by himself the whole day. Mm-hmm. And, um, she's just 
she's so depressed that she can't even like get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, man, it's a, what a movie. What a movie. Perfect movie. Say it. <laughs> Randy's like, mm. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been the part three of the Cheesecake Festival. Uh, we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. We've got part four coming up next week. We're going to have Joe coming back uh, with his cake, his cheesecake movie. Uh, looking forward to that. Caleb, thanks again. Always a pleasure. Uh, we're going to have to have you back for something else. We should watch men together. Okay. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Tune in next time for This Is About Movies? Question mark. See ya. See ya.